What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Black Health Academy podcast. I'm Lisa A. Smith, joined as always by my super dope co-host, Miss Get Fit with Jay. We're back extending the life of the culture one episode at a time. It's Women's History Month. Oh, I know. Come I've been seeing now. I've been seeing a lot of different things. And you know, last podcast you asked me some questions um, about Black History Month, and it was just so many things because it was a survey that popped up on Google about women history mm -hmm. and what women uh invented and different facts and i kind of took the survey i was like oh i don't know this either anything yeah i i was like okay amelia Earhart. i did know that right 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 she flew the plane yeah. first or something like that but the rest just went downhill oh absolutely yeah well when we established last episode that won our lane and we was okay with what we didn't know yeah. about history but why did i have to pop up on google i'm like why are you trying to prove to me again <laughs> that i don't know a lot of history facts <laughs> it was trying to teach you something give us something you remember anything no so it didn't work google you need to redo your algorithm you said, you <laughs> you said it, it to the wrong, wrong person, person. <laughs> get back and study what i know and listen so celebrating and shout out to all the beautiful bold women out there who are killing it who are providers who are great friends great mothers great daughters you know, just want to give you guys love, especially, especially those of y'all who cooking it up in the kitchen and serving that whole family, them plants and healthy foods. Remember a long time, Jay, when we learned that the most powerful person in the household was the person who cooked the food. Mm -hmm. And we know a lot of times that's the women. Um, and so, you know, controlling the health outcomes of the people you love. But really want to just show a lot of love to our women who are killing the game out here. Entrepreneurs, C-suite executives, creators, just phenomenal mothers, right? Just just badasses all around. We know we got some bomb women in our culture because people are always trying to emulate us. You know, they want always. our curls. They want our bodies. They want our, lips, they want our they swag. They want our swag for sure. Yes. Rhythm. Yes. Yeah. But they don't have our endurance and our resilience. Nah. That's all. Oh, you can't. You can't go in the lab and create that. No, you cannot. You know, you can't get that from an algorithm. No, you cannot. You know, so you, you, the resilience, the endurance, you know, the, and also like, I feel like when we commit to something, we bring a certain level of like, like we praise different, like everything, everything we do is just so. It's different. We talk different. We put emphasis on different words. We run businesses different. Yeah. We say irritating. I didn't realize that. Uh, the culture, no other culture says irritating. I realized this at the airport as I was listening to the conversation. Do tell. <laughs> that's so annoying. Oh, that's aggravating. Do, do other people than black people say soon as, because we were waiting for our luggage for like an hour. Uh -huh. And this is how I heard all these different, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I said, wait a minute. The moment I heard irritated, guess what color she was? <laughs> black. <laughs> even know no one's so, like, so we articulate um we articulate. botherness different differently okay. yes we mm -hmm. irritate it. our hand motions are different when we got a point to emphasize well, i'm gonna tell you we irritated and you irritating very but she irritating we co-sign different we co-sign so different <laughs> we co-sign so different yeah so you know black women lit you know we lit out here so you know if you listen to this as a black woman give yourself a pat on the back and just say i'm lit I'm out here, you know, and they want what you got. So covet what you got. Absolutely. And then charge them for it. You hear me? Okay. <laughs> okay. No, it's did the I, price did I go too far with the Cardi B? Absolutely. Okay. Let me just don't do it again. All right. <laughs> I tried it. You you allowed it. And we're moving on. <laughs> and we're moving on. 
Listen, um, let's get into Wait What, Jay. Wait What is our segment where we identify something we saw, heard, or experienced in the last week that made us go, wait, wait what? what? I'm first. You first. Who first? Oh, I got a real petty one. Real first. Super petty. Um, Y'all, I've been got bamboozled, swindled, if you will. Um, Jay recently said she read some nonsense online that said, if you have, if you don't have a whole lot of education that and finance or finances, so if you don't have a whole lot of money or a whole lot of education, yeah, I want to get this right. Um, that people <laughs> with those circumstances mm-hmm. tend to drink their tea much, much hotter, much hotter, yes. Okay, no, you no, you're not confused. You don't have to pause and rewind. You heard that right, okay. <laughs> People who don't have much money or not a lot of education tends to drink their tea much hotter. And therefore, y'all, she done gave me a lukewarm cup of tea. I did not give you a lukewarm cup of tea. You've been sitting there for like 30 minutes. We have the same water from the same teapot. That's my problem. I wanted my tea hot. So since she's read this (laughs) random fact online... She has decided to drink her tea lukewarm. <laughs> it's not lukewarm. It's, it's not, not as hot as it used. <laughs> it's not lukewarm, but it's not as hot as it used to be. Okay. My point it is, it was steaming though, but I, you know, I'll boil it to the end. You of- never, I, I never saw steam coming from my cup. <laughs> That's my way. What? Oh, you put me in the wait what? Okay. All right. I see oh, you did this. You know I owed you one. Yeah, you do. You wait what me all the time. I do, and I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's my first one. I, I, at an angle, I can see a little steam. No, there's no steam. There's no steam. I, I can pour this all down my throat. I won't feel any Because heat. you've been drinking your tea so hot. Jay, this tea was never hot. Nah, it was. And I did you a favor. <laughs> I don't even know if my tea bag steeped properly. I don't even I know see if steep. I'm getting the full flavor of tea bag. Do you do not? Okay, let me hold the tea. Tell, no, fill the cup. It's ridiculous how cold this is. Because I got, okay, I gave you a nice quality. Just tell cup. me the logic behind people with not a lot of money and low education drink their tea real I high. guess they just enjoy hot, hotter temperatures. Why? It's a suicide attempt because they got no money. <laughs> <laughs> Take me now. Burn my throat, Lord. <laughs> I can't pay these bills. <laughs> Suicide. <laughs> you know they say you try to when people try to kill themselves, it's usually with something that they're familiar with. Like, you know, if you're a pill taker, it's usually with pills. If you handle guns, it's usually with a gun. So maybe it is something with the tea. If you're a tea drinker. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Leave me alone. I said what I said and I'm moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. That's my first one. Uh, I'm sipping lukewarm tea because it's a mess you're going to read online. All right. Okay. <laughs> Anywho, my... Wait, what? So... <laughs> Don't discredit what I've read in a, in a journal research. <laughs> no, you, first of all, you said it was a blog. Not, <laughs> not a scientific journal. First of all, blogs, when people say articles, they're talking about blogs. No, Who do they not. think articles is? When I say articles, you talk about I'm medical never, journal. Not necessarily a medical journey, but maybe a source that tends to verify what they print. So, but I'm when I'm saying an article online, I'm never talking about a personal blog. And that's so crazy because I don't read personal blogs and you do. I'll, I'll just Google what I want and then whatever comes up. You But you will click on because I'll, cl- I'll click on somebody's blog. And I won't. I will, cl- I will look at the source before I click. Okay. Kudos. So kudos people- for the second time to you today. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, you an a-hole today. <laughs> Got it. Okay. 
All right. <laughs> yeah, we're going there. Okay. Uh-huh. Top of the podcast. <laughs> Anywho, I hope you enjoyed your tea that yeah. I offered you. The best I can. It ain't nothing but flavored water. <laughs> I'm grateful. <laughs> What's your way what? My way what? So, um, I went on a double date last night mm-hmm. to uh, Benihana. Mm-hmm. So, we were with another couple, and I try very, very, very hard to make people feel comfortable with their eating choices. I don't care if it's the most trash. I try not to look alarmed, look (laughs) judgmental, but when people find out, you know, you're passionate about nutrition or you're you're plant-based, they kind you know, they already know. So... They they automatically think you're like judging them or you care about what they're eating and and I, yeah in my mind I am judging what you're eating because I can't help it right but it's in my mind yeah but it's in my mind yeah not my facial say, expressions yeah, you or anything say so about that so naturally when I don't you probably haven't been in years but so no when, I have actually been to Benihana in the last year oh okay so you know with, with your meal they're gonna cook it first before they cook everyone else's did y'all go to the table side where they cook the food? yeah oh no 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 we sat at the bar and ordered from the menu. Okay, so yeah. we sat at the table side, okay. and um, they had they have to cook my food first, so it doesn't have butter, eggs, or you know anything like that. So they cook my food, and then everyone else um, they cook their eggs, their lots of butter and uh, shrimp, steak, all this different stuff. Right. So um, when one of the the people that we were with got their food, they were like, "Now nah, this is real food," and everybody started laughing, right? You know, in comparison to mine. Yeah. And uh, he was like, you should have seen how I used to eat, though. He was like, but, um, you know, with my blood pressure and everything. I was like, uh, you, I was like, you have high blood pressure? He was like, yeah. He was like, yeah, it used to be like 179. 170. He, once he was like, when I went to the doctor, mm-hmm. they was like, basically like, why you ain't dead? And I was like, okay. I was like, so it's lower now. I was like, but you're on blood pressure pills. He said, yeah. I said, well, what, what is it now? He said 151. Okay, 151 over whatever. 151 over something. I forgot the bottom number. Right. I was horrified. Well, he's comparing it to what it used to be. But this is on blood pressure medication. Now, if this was on your own, it wouldn't have been like, wait, Oh, you what? thought blood pressure medication brought it down to normal? What I thought was, with you knowing how high it was, with you knowing you were a ticking time bomb, <laughs> Not a ticking time <laughs> with that because the moment he said 179, I was like, You could literally just die on the spot, stroke out. Same with 151, in my opinion. So, because it's so far from 120, yeah, yeah. And he was like, Um, he was like, Look at me, he smiled, raised his hands up. He was like, Still living and just dove in his food. But here's that's not the way what that was just a shocking, like, wow. He said he has coffee every morning and puts salt in it. What? Because it's delicious. What? So you got high blood pressure. But we already know this, Jay. But still, let's just say for the shock value. You got high blood pressure. Probably at least it's informed enough to know that salt is like the last thing you want to be doing with high blood pressure. But then you're adding it to something that don't even. Yeah. So if he's putting salt in his coffee. That means he's really like a salt addict because that means you're putting it everywhere. Oh, my God. Salt. He said, I was like, where did you get that from? He said, oh, I went to where I get my favorite um, coffee. And I asked them, like, you know, how they make their coffee. And they said they put salt in it. <gasps> That's even more shocking. You don't know the coffee place it was? 
No. <laughs> no. People need to know that, Jay, this is so crazy that we don't, people don't even know that they're getting like salt or sugar and things in place. Yeah, never think. because he doesn't put it directly in his cup. He puts it in the... Oh, before he grinds it, like in the coffee maker? In the coffee, yeah. What do you call those things? Uh, I don't know nothing about coffee. It's like the beans, you know. You put it in there, pour the salt in there, and then it, when it, it grinds brews, together. Yeah, and it brews out with the salt. Ah, uh, he don't pour it in an already made cup. Yeah, because that would probably be too bitter, right, directly. But when it's all brewed together, And then I up. wonder what he asked to offset the salty taste. Because it's probably salt. Is it just salt and black coffee, or is it like salt plus the sugar and cream? Oh, I didn't even ask. But he was like, oh, but he did say, um, and when you, with the salt in there, it doesn't even taste as bitter. So he may not be putting, he probably just put cream, probably not sugar or something like that. But yeah, salt and coffee. Yeah, no, that's definitely a way what. I was that's like, a first. But I tried not to look too appalled because when I asked his blood pressure, he was like, it's not, I only want to make it a dinner conversation. I'm like, I do. <laughs> I would love to make this a dinner conversation, but yeah, then salt and the coffee just took me over the edge with high blood pressure. But that just goes back to what we always say that people really think that, um, medication is treatment, but the fact that it's still 151 is what got me like, well, Jay, oh. do you know the efficacy of medications? Like how, how few people they actually help for real? I know they don't help anyone. I mean, I know that they... <laughs> well, I mean, they do help some people. They like, don't keep you alive, but actually, like, you know, curing anything. Oh, yeah, no, they and, don't cure anything. They're not a cure. But that's what people think. They're, because if you look at it really, like, basic, think about it. I had high cholesterol. I take this statin. I don't have as high cholesterol. Like, it dropped from 200 to, I, I never know, knew that. People look at that as like that's solving the problem. I never knew that the high blood pressure pills and the high cholesterol. I never knew. I never knew that it didn't take it to normal ranges. I didn't know it would still be, be high. elevated. Yeah, it brought it down. But you know what? The the I think the caveat to that is it possibly could for him if he stopped putting salt in his coffee. Yeah. If he stopped eating saturated fat, that's causing the blockage in his artery in the first place. That's causing the high blood pressure. So. For some people, it probably does bring it to normal ranges. But if you, but but most people do what he does is they take a medication and never change their lifestyle. Yeah, because even the chef, you know, they put they put all that garlic butter on there. Oh, all that fat. Uh, I mean, goo guys. But then here's the thing. And oil. He says, anybody want extra butter? Everyone has extra butter, sir. <laughs> it started with extra butter, but everybody, yeah, enthusiastically said, "Lord, if you wanted me to die today, just say that." <laughs> You, you you eat the healthiest at the table. You don't want to die first. Yeah. What was the cause of death? Shock. <laughs> shock. She died on the spot. Pure shock. shock. And a little, maybe a smidgen of anger. Right. And good. You know what? You know what I can say? What? Thank God there ain't no such thing as uh, secondhand saturated fat. Oh, imagine like catching. Is. Imagine catching saturated fat out here. <laughs> never come out you talking about a pandemic like you do with secondhand smoke and all the crap that we be around. i would never come out what if your arteries can begin to clog out from the essence of butter butter essence nah <laughs> we wear a hazmat suit over here you can no i'll wave a wand let me see your butter essence because i can't i will not and i refuse <laughs> Like if you could, if you could be in the same room or restaurant, like if you go into a wing dean place and you could just 
your arteries will start clogging from the essence of the chicken wing. Mm-mm. We'd be laid out on the street. Yeah, we'd be dead, dead. But you know what? We'll be dead. It'd be us, the plant-based people, because we wouldn't be able to. It'd be so new. <laughs> the people I, who've been doing it been used to it. Oh, they arteries like, I got this. Right, kicking us out the way as they oh, go yeah. into wing, wing stop. We got them baby arteries. <laughs> oh, man. I cannot. Yeah, we'd be on our last little leg out here. Hell. <laughs> Butter essence. Close the wing stop door. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I had to move out that neighborhood. It had three steakhouses. I was, oh, no. I was half dead. I thought you I had took steak. A, I don't. I don't. It's the essence. It's the <laughs> essence of the saturated fat that got me. Bro, like, <laughs> damn. Like, poor fella. Yeah, so it's so crazy. People really take medications and be thinking, like, I'm doing something. Like, I'm, I'm, I've done my part and not let me, like, yes, I would like And what was butter. even more crazy is I'm kind of looking at the wife, like, you ain't going to stop them. But then I was like, Jay, she's probably on the same page with the same problem. Yeah. It's just. Or might be proud because he said in the beginning, like, you should see how I used to eat. Like, people do make changes. And so what's good now, like how we define good or healthy or whatever, is always depending on what we're comparing it to. So he's comparing from a time that was much crazier than what you saw him do. Oh, but I'm going to tell you a double weight what. Mm-mm. He was eating healthy. This is before. Um, I guess maybe before he didn't say the time, but he said his son started eating really healthy, a lot of plants, a lot less pork beef. He was like, I could feel the difference, everything. He said, but it was too expensive for me. So I went right back to eating how I was. I almost slid down the wall. (laughs) You're killing me. No. Yeah. He said it's too expensive. And it's not, because I'm sure they spent a nice penny on that dinner last night. I've been having hamlets. It's not. Oh, hundreds of dollars with the drinks and the, yeah, steak, um, shrimp. I mean, all the works. The works. And what, I think what what somebody deem as expensive is the things that they have an attached intrinsic value to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't mind coming out thousands for that bag or for that hair weave or for them lashes or whatever every month. Because it's attached to your identity and makes you feel pretty or whatever, which is nothing wrong with that. But you don't get to call farm to table expensive or my programs expensive that cost thousands of dollars because you haven't attached enough value. Exactly. So you can't see you can see yourself with the lashes, with the bag, with the weave. Like you get so much, you get that dopamine hit when you eat that steak and shrimp and the garlic butter at Benihana's. And so the dopamine hit that you get, the play, your pleasure pathway being flooded, you feel like, yes, Benihana, take this take $300. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Like I, like I felt like when I went to Beyonce concert, like how can I give you more for that excellent performance? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. I feel like I'm robbing you. Yeah. So, yeah. A hundred percent. Like it's just the... The cost versus the value. That's crazy. Listen, my second weight, what? I was watching a, uh, my, my little world news show the other day, and um, they said the founder of Edmonds mm-hmm. has died at 92 years old. Okay? Uh, classic old white man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they said, we got a statement from his son. Fun fact about, I forgot the guy's name, but a fun fact about Mr. Edmonds. Yeah, everybody know Edamons, right? The cakes, make yeah. all the donuts, all the store-bought processed sweets. His son said, fun back about my father, he never ate his own, own product because he wasn't a sweets guy. That's not surprising at all to me. No, 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 no. It wasn't a sweet. My thing is me either. Like, well, we know the 
corporate McDonald's people ain't eat McDonald's. We know the. My thing was the lie. Like, no, he didn't eat his own product because <laughs> he's not trash. a cancer guy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He didn't eat his own product because he's not. He wanted to die. He wanted to diabetes. Yeah, like that. yeah. They talking yeah. about he want a sweets guy. Yeah, he want to flex that high cholesterol, that you yeah. know, that stroke. He's that... not a hypertension guy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He's not an Alzheimer's guy. That's why he wasn't eating that. And it's about he's he not just, a sweet he guy. He just really wasn't a sweet. So guy. what was his brand? You know what I'm saying? Like what was his source? Yeah, girl, I said bye, Mr. Edelman. But like you, you're also right though. Like they sell it to us and get the bag, but they'll be damned if they put that stuff in their body, their kids' body. You know what I'm saying? Like. Like they say, never get high on your own supply. And these, this is dope. Like, sugar is crack. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, Mr. Edelman lived to 92, killing us. Because he don't eat sweets. Because he ain't a sweets guy. <laughs> like, no, he's not a cancer guy. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, Alzheimer's guy. Like, sweets are... I almost fell off the couch. I was laughing so hard. Like, who believed this nonsense? You think a he ain't eat people. it because he didn't like dessert? And live to 90-something. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right. What else didn't he like? Right. I'm like, yeah, I bet. Oh my God, he's just not really a burger guy. That's why. That's why they right. don't eat McDonald's. No, it's not that he's not a burger guy. Yeah, he knows the difference. He want they value health. Yeah, he's not a premature death guy. The, that's was, what it boils down. That's to. what it boils down to. So I was just yeah. like the last. He's not retail. an accelerating death kind of guy. No. Okay, yeah, I got you. Guy. Oh, he's more of a longevity guy. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Got it. Yeah, got he's it. more like sense. be around to play with his great grandkids guy. Oh, and great great great. Okay. Oh, oh he more like want to be self sufficient, not be on man's guy. Yeah. Got it. That makes sense. Girl, the lies they tell us. So they just need to stop. Listen, what I thought we'd do today, Jay, is do a little live Q&A. Well, not live per se, but we got some um, questions that get submitted every month for First Saturday for the Black Health Academy. And I thought me and you would answer a few of those because a lot of people are probably thinking the same things. So let's do that. Before we do that, though, speaking of, um, you know, the Black Health Academy and Farm the Table, I want to read off to you a couple of uh, our recent non-skill victories from this semester of Farm the Table. Right. So, you you know, in Farm the Table, we uh, ask our students to acknowledge the scale victories, which is something they can measure. So not just your weight, but anything that's measurable is what we define as a scale victory. And then anything that's a victory but not necessarily measurable is a non-scale victory. Mm-hmm. So we done had some dope non-scale victories mm-hmm. this semester. So I'm going to share four of them with you. Um. So, um, let me pull it up. So, here's the first one. But I, I, I told her this was like more farm-to-table history. She said, non-scale victory. And this is from our uh, winter 2022 semester that's going on right now in farm-to-table. She said, I was able to pay off my vehicle two months earlier as a result of preparing meals and no longer eating out daily. Mm. I said, what? Ain't that dope? Girl, I'm real black girl with it. Like, mm. Mm-mm-mm. Child. Child. <laughs> said pay off the the car early because i'm saying major non-scale victory super yeah okay and so here's another one um she said my mother attended attended lisa's first saturday call this month so that, that was the one about hypertension and high cholesterol she agreed to eliminate salt from her diet i encouraged her to, to discuss reversing hypertension with her health care provider mm-hmm. dope mm-hmm. right so bringing people with you mm-hmm. um another non-scale victory my non-scale victory is a clearer mind. This clear mind is allowing me to dream again and execute in my greatness again, identifying and operating in my gifts and talents. Okay. Come, come on. Obedience, right? Just shout out to Farm the Table, killing the game. Final one. Um, he said, tomorrow at 11, I take my first class towards becoming a school instructor. Long-term goals, here I come. Buckle up. 
Dope. Dope, right? Because you know my thing I always say, Jay, it's like, yeah, we want you to eat healthy. We want longevity. We want you to, you know, reverse chronic health challenges. But when it helps you to get more on a path to obedience, Mm -hmm. that makes me so happy. So this semester... We had two students, one who, like, his dream has always been to be, like, a deep diving scuba instructor. Mm-hmm. He wants to go scuba diving all over the world, but also be an instructor. And so now we've been able to help him get to a place in his health where this is possible. Because you got to be fit for that. You sure do. You know? And so he took his first class for um, scuba. So it's just, like, the plant-based journey being a catalyst into what he wants yeah. to do with his life. But then we had another student this semester... Um, who said, you know, I went ahead and started my film company and he wants to make documentaries and, you know, and be a writer for film. And so he's, you know, went out on the ledge and doing that. And so it just, you know, my thing has always been like radical obedience is the mission of Farm the Table, not just to make you a plant-based vegan. And so the fact that they're able to think clear, put things in motion, because now they can see themselves as being fit enough to execute. Right. And, and not just fit enough, you know, when you get, when your body, when you do the things necessary to be more fit physically, it conditions your mind more than anything. Oh, when I say fit, I'm talking about mental too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, not just physical. Mental, spiritual, because we had some deep conversations this semester. Like, we really been having some good talks and um, people are starting to see, like, what they want is really available to them. Yeah. You yeah. know? Because we make meditation mandatory um, in the first 10 weeks and so... Them doing that, getting, being able to just be still enough to think clear and not just mm-hmm. be jumping around from one idea to the next, but mm-hmm. just really taking time out to just work on their mind. It's just amazing. So shout out to the winter 2022 semester of Farm to Table. So proud of you guys. Um, and we're open now for enrollment for the first time ever spring and fall. So we're enrolling for two semesters right now. So if you're interested in Farm to Table, our signature plant-based coaching program, please visit theblackhealthacademy.com. Um, and, you know, fill out that application, book your suitability interview, and let's see if you're a good fit for the program. All right, so let's get into this Q&A, Jay. So we have some questions that come in every month about, you know, uh, adopting a plant-based diet, how to execute it. And so we want to address some of those today um, because during this last first Saturday call, I think I missed three of them because they were uh, submitted a little later. And I don't think I refreshed. And so we have three questions that I want to make sure I get to. Um, Well, just one I missed, actually. So here's the first one. I can't wait for your answer on one of them, Dre. I can't wait to hear how you answer it because it's kind of a big one. So I'll leave that one last. But last um, month, for the month of March, for first Saturday, uh, we talked about hypertension and high cholesterol. And someone said, can you give an example of calcium and beta blockers and ACE inhibitors? And where does metformin fall? So during my master class, I talked about some of the drugs that are prescribed when somebody has hypertension. And so calcium blockers, beta blockers, uh, ACE inhibitors, um, like a lot of people know diuretics like water pills are the type of drugs that are prescribed if you're diagnosed with hypertension. So to the person who asked this question, Um, those are hypertension drugs, calcium beta blockers and ACE inhibitors. Those are specifically drugs that are prescribed for hypertension. Metformin, on the other hand, is a drug that's prescribed for diabetes. And so understanding that metformin is supposed to control your blood sugar, whereas calcium beta blockers and ACE inhibitors and like diuretics are supposed to control your blood pressure. So two different classes of drugs. Um, we want to 
um, hopefully prevent getting on them in the first place. But if you are on them, the mission is to get off of them as quickly as possible. And that's why it's super important to have a conversation with your healthcare provider about de-prescribing. It's not a very common conversation where once you're on drugs, they talk to you about what needs to happen to get off of them. Very rare, right? Very rare. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's almost, yeah. But because a lot of times you're told that it's a life sentence, that maybe it, this is hereditary or whatever it is, but the long-term effects of those drugs, um, the immediate effects of those drugs, and we always talk about like the long-term risk of being on things, but a lot of these drugs, you have effects immediately, like nausea, a lot of people feel dizzy, you know, erectile dysfunction is a big one, um, loss of libido is a big one, um, a dry mouth, right, um, stomach issues, so, you, you know, there's long-term effects where, like, you know, being on these drugs too long could cause your kidneys to fail, but there's immediate effects, like, you know, I had a client who, like, she was like, as soon as I started taking my hypertension drugs, I started having stomach issues, mm -hmm. so I don't want to minimize the immediate effects and only talk about the long-term effects. Um, and then some things increase risk of premature death, like metformin has a black, black box warning for, from the FDA. So if you have to take metformin for um, high blood sugar for diabetes, then, you know, you really want to work your butt off to get off of them. And depending on how long you've been on them, it can be dangerous to, you know, stop immediately. We're not telling you to just stop taking something immediately, but you do need a plan for uh, deprescribing and like trickling it down to zero, which is going to require you to definitely make some lifestyle modifications. So don't think that um, you don't have to do work in order to get off these medications that require real work. Anything you want to add to that, Jay? No, you covered it all. Okay, so here's the next question. Um, how quickly can we reverse these issues with clogged arteries after conversion to a plant-based diet? Reverse where you totally don't need medication? Mm-hmm. Depending on how high your blood pressure is, though, mm -hmm. I think it depends on that. But I, I, I know you can start reversing it within a matter of days. Yeah. With if you go if you're doing the fasting, you're drinking the adequate amount of water, you are, you know, eating the the right diet, you're keeping your stress low. Like it's different factors. I know some people believe like, oh, you have, oh, I need to exercise, or I need to stop eating salt. I need to stop eating salt. But there's there's different things that you have to combine you can be your blood pressure can be reversed high blood pressure can be reversed in a matter of days yeah it, it really can um and then we know the cause of high blood pressure is the cloggage in the arteries so i will say cause this person said how quickly can we reverse these issues with clogged arteries it depends on how much the the um plaque has calcified it depends on how much i.e it's hardened and so it doesn't necessarily mean that you won't continue to have blockage after going plant-based even after a year, right? But you can stop the progression and you can still get off of medication. So how with somebody with clogged arteries, depending on the severity of the cloggage, um, whether or not it's hardened or classified, we're not going to tell you all of a sudden in two years going to wake up with perfectly clear arteries. That's not necessarily true. But there is a good chance that you can get off of medications and definitely stop the, that's what we want to do is like stop the cloggage from continuing to happen. And get out the danger zone. They call that the silent killer. That's why we get all these heart attacks and all of a sudden you just have a stroke yep. because high blood pressure, it kills. Yep. Like, you know, that is, that is a killer. And I know it because it's so, you know, quote unquote normal in our community, but it's not, our body sees it is anything but normal it can definitely so just to get you out of that danger zone you know like she said to unclog your arteries is something different it may take 
a longer while but to get yourself your blood pressure down get you out the danger zone yeah definitely if you start going at it daily every single day not one to skip a few it's a party today it's That's a vacation it. tomorrow That's but at work we celebrate this like every single day make it a priority you can start seeing at least start seeing results maybe not get off the medication immediately depending on where it is but you can definitely start seeing seeing results really soon uh, you don't know what i think i think um people don't necessarily recognize it as a health crisis I think people panic when they maybe they're hospitalized or put on a machine or as a... You don't think high blood pressure is like scary to people? No. No. Mm -mm. No. But So that's why I think people think they can take their time or maybe I can just start reducing my salt intake, start reducing my meat and my sugar intake because they don't recognize that your body is already screaming at you. I think people panic when a heart attack hits or when a oh, stroke yeah. happens or if they're hospitalizing as a, you know, a team of doctors standing over them. Now they're like, okay, I'll do anything. Yeah, you might. Yeah, you might be right. I don't. Yeah, it's extreme. The thought is extremely scary to me. Yes, because of what it could do to you. I mean, it could do irreparable damage if if it's taken too far and yes. if you let it go unchecked too long. Yeah, but you know. Yeah, or even I think the most common one that people don't see as a health crisis is being overweight. What do you you mean, like just obesity unattached to any type of diagnosis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no other diagnosis. I'm just fat. You you think. You didn't have to say it like that, first of all. But you don't think people see it as a no. health crisis? No. Like, I'll do some eventually. Well, I think because weight is kind of celebrated in our community. Like, thick, fun weight, happy weight. Okay, uh, but weight. Let's, let's exclude those people. Let's exclude the people who are unhappy with their weight. Because you're right. Those I ain't talking about the body positive people who, like, gonna fight me. I'm talking about the people who are really, like, I don't like being this size. It makes me unhappy. You don't think they see it as a... But why should they see it as a crisis? That's what I'm I think saying. it's up for educators to see it as a crisis and then communicate that to them. Because how would you see it as a crisis when it's so common? How would you? I guess. But that's what we're here to tell you. Like, yeah. if, you're, if you're carrying excess weight on your body, it's excess weight on your heart. It you have um, you're producing more hormones, which increases your chances of a hormone dominant condition. Mm -hmm. um, it. Like you're producing so much more of certain substances and chemicals that you wouldn't. Like, did you know that being overweight shrinks your brain? Uh, no. Yeah. Yes. Was it the same blog I read? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking. Asking for a friend. People still say that. <laughs> no, what you're not going to do. Okay. Now, I knew being overweight can make you infertile, cancer, hypertension, but shrinks your brain. Sis. Oh, not sis. People. Oh, oh, that. You know what I love about black women? <laughs> it's our ability to be nice, nasty, and cut somebody while looking them dead. Oh, the yeah. I'm going to pray for you. Oh, oh. <laughs> when you ain't got nothing to say. Oh, yeah. I'll probably be blessed. Pray for <laughs> Oh, oh. Go on. It shrinks your brain. Jay, I cite sources, like they say in school. Cite your sources. I now. promise you, I've been like studying a brain a lot lately. And so um, this, uh, uh, what's he, a neurologist or whatever. I was just like, he's done a whole bunch of study and research. I actually just ordered his book. I'm about to start reading it. But um, he was going through all the risk. Like what he was talking about is not obesity though. He was talking about 
um, how to have a healthy brain. Mm -hmm. And he was saying one of the things that reduces your chances of being overweight. Mm. It was so interesting. He wasn't even, he's not an advocate for like, he's not an obesity person. He's a brain person. Mm -hmm. And so it, I was just like, all of, he was listening to all the stuff you can do to improve your brain and your cognitive performance. And he was saying that um, being overweight, a lot of data has shown it shrinks your brain. Okay, since Sis. you said, <laughs> no, no don't be petty, don't be no, petty. No. Look, look, I'll tell you something funny though. <laughs> look, I'll get back to that in one second. So I took an Uber today because my car was in the shop. Uh -huh. Sidebar, 300 and some dollars to fix one side of my windshield wiper that wasn't uh, because the snow was too heavy to move. Oh, I it. don't care. I'm not going to tell you how much I just spent to, to, to fix something, so... Oh, you're not impressed by that? Not at all. Just one side of your windshield wiper over $300 because the snow was heavy. I was so irritated by that. Once. Crimea River. Oh, okay. Anyway, yeah. so that, that didn't go over well. Nope. Anyway, so I was taking the Uber <laughs> to, um, to the shop to get my car. The Uber, I was like, you know, I used to Uber. I was like, but I used to do Uber Eats or whatever. I was like, but when the pandemic started, I just, I'm just too impatient to wait in lines, do all that. I was like, I just gave it up. It wasn't that deep or whatever for me. I was like, but I used to like it. It used to be kind of fun. He was like, I could never do Uber Eats. I'm like, why? He was like, <laughs> all these overweight people want you, want you to climb and do the work. I'm not climbing five flights of steps to bring you a burger. I'm not, I mean, he was so biased. Like basically it was all about health. Like you, you, you want me to contribute to your problem. Like you want me to stop at this restaurant, get you this Taco Bell, get you this different stuff. And then got the nerve to inconvenience me about it while you on this top flight apartment or, I mean, you know, whatever, and bring you all this unhealthy stuff. He was like, I'm just not, I'm not doing it. He was like, I can't. I was like, wow. <laughs> wow. I'm like, I get it though. It is like conveniences of the world have went too far. Yeah. It, it truly has. Like the fact that you can like sit on your couch and order the most unhealthy food, never have to get up, never have to do anything like, like deliver stuff online, never have to shop for it. Never, don't have to go pick up your own furniture. Like there's, the effort to move your body, the effort to eat right, is now a real effort. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the advances have definitely crippled did us people. no favor at all. Yeah, crippled us and just enabled people. I'm uh, right there with them. I'm 100% really? with them. I, I told him I was like, the reason why they're not meeting you in the lobby or coming down to the first floor of the apartment is the whole reason why they ordered Uber to begin with is because they didn't feel like doing so. He gets That's it. part of the ex the But he's disgusted. He's disgusted. Like, this is a shame. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I can't. I get I it. cannot deliver you five guys to your door. And then I open it up and you look like five guys. What? You, you immature. I'm trying to realize more. <laughs> you quick, but you immature. <laughs> Moving right along. Back to the brain shrinkage. I can see that obesity is very, it's like, it's very problematic though. It really is. Yeah. Um, and we can say we are, what do you call it? Health, not health, happy, health conscious, body positive. All you want, but in the, I this think. This ain't got nothing to do with that, Jay. Fat is fat. And I'm not afraid to say that word anymore. Cause when I got called fat in China, I realized it was just a word. When I first, like, I'm so sick of us thinking, like, call it, I'm sick of being fat. I'm saying, I used to be fat. So I don't care. Like, I know what. It's, yes, you want to be 
like the no way me cards that we talked about last episode. Like, please don't ask me about my weight. It's a sensitive subject. It might take me into a tailspin. Honey, we have to stop like normalizing. But is it not a rude word? Just like skinny may be rude to people or they prefer to be called slim. That could be, you know, rude. It's not necessarily. I don't know nobody's presence. So I'm going to say the word by the definition. Like, I don't know anybody's preference. But just like we're not supposed to say midget, we're supposed to say small people. Oh. I had no idea. Tell me you lying. What's wrong with midget? How is it an insulting word? Is there an alternate definition for midget? Yes, I think it's little people. No, I'm saying what does midget mean by definition? I think it's like a word that we kind of use for, for little people. Or maybe it okay, used so to be okay. Okay, so we're not supposed to say the word fat. I don't think so. I don't think no one wants to be called fat. I know that's not the point. You don't care. But I, I think it's, I do care. I think it's hurtful. I think it's hurtful to be called fat. Okay, so over overweight, o- obese. Who are you as of me? No, I'm saying like uh, like we got to learn so much about. Is that really a lot though? People know not to say you're somebody is fat. Just like you know, you bony. People know not to say that. We know. We know what's hurtful, and okay. we know. All right. So I apologize if I hurt anybody's feelings. I'm proud of you. Thank you. The point still stands. And yeah. Don't take nothing away from what I feel. Like it's out of control. It very much so is. And, but I believe that it's getting better. I don't. What I think is, is is worse at how out of control being overweight is in our culture. And I'm specifically talking about the black culture, right? First of all, over 72% of Americans, period, regardless of your color, are overweight. And then over 75% of black people are overweight or obese. What I think is even worse than that is our unwillingness to do what's required to not be overweight. Yeah, but you already know why. When everyone looks why? like you. and I'm not talking about that group of people. Oh, you're saying that it's, it's easier to stay that way even if you don't like it because it's so normal. Because your, your aunt looked like that. Your sister looked like that. Your cousin looked like that. It's very hard to... I mean, sometimes I'm shocked. I'm like, I'm a black girl from Seven Mile. What am I doing plant-based? What am I doing... Saying I only wear natural things on my body. It's not aid me because it's not the norm. It's it is an anomaly. What's not the norm? Oh, to be you know from where health we're from conscious. And to be yeah. To be from America and to be black and to be from Detroit. Mm-hmm. No, no. And so I can see how these echo cham- chambers that people live in just support the whole body positive. I guess you want to say movement. I'm not talking about the body positive. People. I'm not calling them body positive because they, they consciously think body positive. I just think that. No, there's people who ain't got nothing to do with that movement who are genuinely unhappy in their bodies. But still, the work, the effort that they're willing to put in doesn't match what's, what's required to get there. But you say, we used to talk about it all the time. You are the sum of your top five. If there's no one around you to make you uncomfortable, why would you change? Jay, why is the fact that you're not where you want to be in life making you uncomfortable? Being uncomfortable is, is, is like being uncomfortable is more comfortable for people than to be unfamiliar. You know what I mean? Like I can be uncomfortable hot at night um, on a CPAP because I can't breathe that good because I'm familiar with that discomfort. True. 
but you want me to do what? Start eating. Don't put all this salt. Don't put all this butter. That but, is a different kind of discomfort. Okay, but but when you first familiar. got on the CPAP, when you first got on the hypertension, when, when it was you, gradual. When your when your knees and stuff first started hurting, that was uncomfortable. You had to adjust to that. So just adjust to something. But it was so subtle. It went from breathing hard at night to okay. Now let me change my position because I can't sleep on my back no more. I can't sleep. You know how subtle these things are. And then eventually, by the time you got on the CPAP or by the time you started needing a cane, you so far gone that the thought of reversing this, it just almost seems so impossible. You know what I mean? And it's embarrassing. You know what I learned? Mm. It's also embarrassing for people to try. They don't want to see, because I remember when I was a personal trainer, they didn't want people to see them trying while they were so big. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a joke to people. I'm almost oh, a joke no, to no. myself. No, I get that. I don't want sure. people to know like, I'm trying to be plant-based because they ain't, come on, look how big I am, what I look like. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I, no, public humiliation or fear of humiliation is a very real thing. I do respect that. Hey, nobody said you couldn't do this privately, though. I'm sick of the excuses, Jay. Too many of us are dying. Whatever your personal preference is. Is it to be in private because you don't want to be public humiliated? Is it to not tell nobody and just, you know, try it on a low low? Is it whatever it is, whatever your personal preferences are, that's fine. But damn it, get it done. Like, how many more excuses are we going to come up with to stay the same and unhealthy? If... if the fried chicken, mashed potatoes, and pies at people's funerals don't tell you when it's going to stop. I'm talking about the essence of it all. Then I don't know what to tell you. It don't stop. You got to pull yourself out of these environments and really kind of like remove yourself from all these social situations. Look at how you and I have to, you know, shop. And, and it's getting to the point where you can't even travel with certain people because you look at as extra. I was just called extra the other day and I was offended. No, picky. I was called picky. Mm. And I'm like, I'm not picky. This is just my lifestyle. Picky is, oh my God, like, you know, Morgan, nothing can touch on her plate. Mm -hmm. That's picky. Or, you know, but I'm like a lifestyle. So, you know, it, it, a lot does come with it. And I'm not making excuses for people. I guess I can't understand the struggle and how hard it is to override all these things. I get it too, Jay. I'm not discounting none of that. Here's a way to say it that I said it before. You don't have permission to use the truth as an excuse. I like that. Yeah. You, I'm so sick of people using the truth as an excuse. It's hard to cook food all the time when I'm used to ordering out. You right. It's hard not to drink my coffee in the morning no more and drink water instead. Facts. You right. <laughs> Oh, God, it takes so much effort to go to the gym or whatever. Or now mm -hmm. I got to figure out how to keep my hair and not let it sweat. You right. Now, it, it's hard to eat, swap out uh, French fries for salad. Mm -hmm. Right again. Mm -hmm. Rightio. Yeah. But you still don't get to use the truth as, a, as permission to fail. I'm so sick of people failing because of the truth. It's a good point. So I'm not nothing you see. You're right that this everybody in your family was big. You don't wouldn't even know. I don't know where to start. You're right about that too. But what the hell? Like, are we still gonna have continue to let dreams be deferred because of it? Are you still gonna keep showing your kids and your grandkids um something other than the optimal version of yourself? Are you gonna keep on making your spouse be subjected to this version of you? Mm -hmm. They deserve better. 
They want the best of you. You want the best of them. Like, get it together. Show up for the people in your life. You don't get to keep using the truth as permission to fail. Like, it's ridiculous. And no, it shouldn't, there's no reason why, you know, the majority of our culture, 75% of our culture, should have a chronic damn disease. That's reversible. Yeah. That's avoidable. Yeah. Lifestyle diseases. Lifestyle. Lifestyle, bro. That word kills me. Like, the way you live has limited you from living an optimal life. Your choices. Your own personal choices. That's crazy to me. Yo, everybody wanted freedom. Harriet came and got us. Mm -hmm. You know, Martin marched for us. Everybody, all we've ever wanted historically is freedom, and you imprison your damn self. Yeah. What type of I'm taking all of my dumb excuses I gave people. You know what? (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) And we're not arguing that it's hard. We're not arguing that you've never seen this before. We're not arguing that it's harder in your community because it's only fast food and, you know, healthy access to healthy food. But in this life, like E.T. said, you have to be demanding. Mm -hmm. I get that your circumstance might make it a little more challenging than it is maybe for me or for him or for her. You are not wrong. Now, moving right along, what the hell are we going to do about it? You have to be demanding. Health. Optimal health is a human right. Mm-hmm. It's not something that should be reserved for the privilege, mm-hmm. but our culture but has made been, it so. Yes. Right? And so now you have to go out here and snatch what is your human right. I'll be there. And refuse to settle for anything less. I'm talking about That's period. the thing. Period. Half-assing it trying to get your health two weeks in, I'll forget it. No, no, you have to refuse to not have it. You, and yes. I think that's where it, you know, because so many people start. So many people oh, start yes. the so journey. Oh, so many people start. 100%. Whew, never mind. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. Oh, I'm, I got to sweat like this. I got to get up like this. I still got to go out here in the wintertime. I can't like have this. this. I yeah. can't eat that. Yeah, starting is no longer impressive. And it's so crazy how hard the system has been set up to make us fight for the human right of being healthy because there's always going to be more junk on the grocery store shelves. There's always going to be more fast food places. There's always going to be cheaper to get a, a pizza than it is a salad. Like, the whole system makes it much easier to not do it. Mm-hmm. I like so, we, but I was telling my students today in front of the table, like when I move, you know, to another state, like I want to live in a community where uh, a big box company buys a piece of land to build a new McDonald's or Burger King, and the whole community rallies and says no. It says no. That's being demanding. Right. I want that's the type of culture I'm trying to be in. That's the type of culture I'm trying to create. And I'm trying to raise a kid who's like you did with Morgan, who teachers said you do good on your test. You'll get McDonald's and the kid be like, that ain't good. No. Give me a real prize. Mm -hmm. You feel me? That's being demanding. Like I plan on demanding inclusion my whole life. Like, Jay, they expect us to be sick. They expect us to be health unhealthy. They expect us to be half dead. They expect us to be broke. They expect us not to be able to afford it. They don't expect us to be intelligent. I never forget when I was um, vending one time at this little health and wellness event, and I was uh, I was vending, so my table was for the Black Health Academy, and I, you know I have a little tablecloth and everything, Black Health Academy, blah blah blah, and and a, and a white girl was uh, vending next to me, but she was vending 
for an MLM company, mm-hmm. a marketing level marketing company, multi-level marketing. And so it was, she wasn't the owner of the company, but you know, she, it was her leg of it, however it works or whatever. So she came over to me and she just wanted to get to know me a little bit, probably just being nosy. Um, and, and she was like, what's this? And I'm like, oh, it's the Black Health Academy. And she's like, okay, what do they do? And I'm like, you know, we blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, we do this and we do that. And she's like, is your company? And I was like, yeah. She was like, oh, like super shocked. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And they don't expect us to be owners and founders of multi-million dollar companies. Mm-hmm. I think I just read a statistic recently that said like less than 5% of businesses actually grow to be million dollar, seven figure businesses. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we like, we got to fight our asses off for what we want in this world. And that includes our health. And I'll be damned if I'm going to let the truth, the fact that I'm black, the fact that I'm a woman, the fact that I'm dark skinned, the fact that I didn't have my father. I refuse that I, to let the truth get in the way of me getting what I want. You know what? You're absolutely right. Because all the statistics against me were like, if I listen to the statistics of leaving um, the provider of a home, I wasn't supposed to be on my feet for years and you know we just got back from uh like a very very nice vacation and Mina of all people called me she was like I just want to tell you like I'm so what you just did she was like that was a very expensive vacation that you just took your kids on I just want to tell you good job and that made me so happy because it took so much you know what I mean and and it's not expected women we get the short end of the stick because we allow the man to provide for us I didn't work on my credit within my marriage. I didn't work on, you know, my, like when I got divorced, it was embarrassing when the, you know, Mm -hmm. divorce attorney was like asking me about all my investments and all this stuff and, you know, IRAs and stocks and assets. And I had none of that. Now I do. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so defying the truth. Yes. Defying the truth. Yep. Does take a level of diligence and determination. It does. I knew what the truth was. I knew that women struggle is supposed to be, I think, for like, I forget the number of years because it didn't matter what they said. I immediately had a, I had a plan and I mapped it out. I followed it to the letter and that truth, it didn't determine. You, you know what I mean? I didn't fall in that because I was determined not to. Period. So you're absolutely right. But it also comes from my environment. I, I You know what I mean? I just... I don't want to act like my environment is not a huge influence on me. When everyone around me is supportive, smart, career driven, mm-hmm. right? You know, whatever I need, I have the, you know, the resources to ask this person or ask that person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? My environment is is very I, I agree with that's not what I'm saying. But two things you have to recognize about your environment. The one it didn't cho- choose you. You chose it. You are very, very particular about your ecosystem. True. Who you let in, who you let out, like w- where you position yourself, what you type of energy you want to be around, all of that. Right? True. So an environment is curated. An environment is not just the cards you were dealt. Facts. And so if you don't have the environment that you need to be in for the accountability, for the support, to see people doing what you want to achieve, you need to pay to play, mm-hmm. right? So you that's uh, that's what our students get when they come in um, from the table, for example, or the other 23 certification. Like, they're in an environment of other like-minded people who are on the path to achieve the same goal. So you're right. If it's something you haven't seen or haven't witnessed or you want to be motivated in a certain way, whether it be spiritually, uh, professionally, whatever, relationally, 
you can you you're responsible for crafting your ecosystem. So I even say the people who are in environments where they don't see that is their fault. You going hard in the paint today. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just hang me out. Hard in the paint. We're not going to close this podcast. You ain't going to high five me like this. <laughs> you see all the things that we want to say to people. <laughs> oh, you so fake. Oh, that's another thing I love about us. We be faking. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you sure told them that I ain't have to never say it. <laughs> I appreciate that about you. <laughs> Risk your whole life. I never told you. <laughs> I never told you. I appreciate that. <laughs> you ain't no good. You ain't no good. That, that you know, we got one final question. I do want to hear your answer to this question, Jay, and then we out of here. Um, the final question. I gave some tips uh, during the first Saturday when she asked this, but I, I would love to hear what your question or your answer is. And I think a lot of people will relate to this question, which is any suggestions on how to treat fibroids? No, 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 no. That's not the question. Hold on. No, that's not the that's not the question. Oh, okay. Here's the question. I'm addicted to sugar and can't imagine a life without meat. I know a plant-based whole food diet is best, but the thought of changing is paralyzing. How do I start? Oh, that's a loaded question. Big one. It was a, a sugar. It was about I'm addicted to sugar and I can't imagine a life without meat. So what what to do? So the first thing I would suggest though, um, is arming yourself with education. Once you start, because people think sugar, 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 um, it's not that bad. Once you start reading the damages and the havoc it wreaks on your body, start with just reading. Why shouldn't I? You know what I mean? Why shouldn't I eat sugar? What does sugar do? But the actual steps to take, you know, I've always been a huge fan of challenges. I still am. Mm -hmm. I'm going, and it used to start off with me with 30 days. Now I'm becoming a fan of a two-week challenge, right? But actually having a goal after the two weeks, what are you going to be? You know, like don't detox to retox, we always say. Yep. So, okay, this week, um, I'm not... So if you're the type of person who can't go cold turkey, okay, I'm only going to have sugar. Um, if I had two two teaspoons of sugar in my coffee, okay, one this week. But the goal for next week is one. Because here's the thing. What used to be so hard for you not to do once you stop doing it it's just as hard to do it and i'm going i'm going through this right now mm. um i gave up salt mm -hmm. um since i got back from san francisco i gave up two things um salt and i gave up gum and the reason why i gave up gum and i never thought i could because i chew gum like crazy we love we, we love, gum. love gum. i haven't been able to chew it since i had these on my teeth i just and i'm gonna tell you why i was standing in line at the grocery store and I went, was going through my normal rant. Like, look at all this candy. Look at all this different healthy and stuff. Look at all these donuts. At the, look at all this, you know, ranting. And I was like, Jay, guess what's right there with all this healthy stuff? Gone. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not chewing it. I'm not chewing it no more. Mm. And since then, it's been like four weeks now, I haven't chewed gum. Mm -hmm. it's, it's about determining why it's important for you. Mm -hmm. Not because someone told you not to do it. Mm -hmm. It has to be important to you for a reason. Do you have things that you want to um, achieve, accomplish? Is there a reason why you want to give up sugar? What's that reason? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I want to give up sugar because I have acne. I want to give up sugar because I have diabetes. I want to give up sugar. Why do you want to give up sugar? And, and keep that on the forefront of your mind. Mm. As far as like, um, and then have a goal. You know, it's interesting to me how 
people want certain things but have no plan. I, I, it, I, it boggles my brain. <laughs> you know what I mean? I Girl. have to have a plan about things. Yeah, welcome to the world. Yeah, I'm like, okay, you know, you want to have, okay, you're going to lose weight. Okay, how you going to do it? You're going to go, you're going to go to kickboxing class. You're going to, what you, what you going to do? Oh, you no, gonna, I just want to lose it. Like, you're going to fat? What are you, you going to do? Oh, I ain't thought that far ahead. I just. Yeah, I, oh, when I say a plan. Because you know what's so fun to people. What? Is talking about what they, what they want. Like, what they envision for themselves. What they like. Like, that's the, that's the best part of the plan is the vision. For a lot of people. For me, it's the execution of the plan. Yeah, well, it's the creating the, the plan and the execution of it that get that gives me a hit of dopamine. But for most people, it's just talking about what would be nice. Yeah, it'd be nice. I I don't want to be addicted to sugar I will, no more. I want to travel. So the what world. you want to do not to be? I want to. I want to have a healthy. I want to be in love. Okay, so you're gonna get a passport. You're gonna travel the world. Like, what's the next step into the, these things you want to accomplish? No, I just want you to know what kind of man I want. Like, I just want you to know. Right. So <laughs> how you gonna find them? Did you make a list? You gonna leave the house because you gonna be going nowhere. You gonna meet them? You want online? <laughs> well, I need to. No, I need to know how you're going to account. That is so important to me. Yeah. I'm a, you know, like people in my family, they do it all this, and this is where my heightness is coming from. You know, okay, I'm gonna lose weight. Okay, what, what, what you, you need me to help you? You know, you can start. You can start being my buddy at the gym. You can start. You know, what you gonna get? What you, you know, I'm gonna start slow. Start slow. How? Tell me the details of what you' about to do. But nevertheless, a goal. A goal, a goal. Write it down. Think about it. Daydream about it. Visualize this. Mm -hmm. You know, don't let the the responsibilities of the day overshadow what your goals are. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm too busy. Because don't let busy, don't let the truth of being busy. <laughs> you know, I'm about to start using this. Don't let the truth of being busy overshadow what you said you would do and what you said you need. Stick to the plan. Yes. Stick to the plan and make sure. This is important too. Make sure that the plan mm. is obtainable. Do not reach for the stars or reach for the roof of the building and you in the basement. Just level one. What's level one? You're just trying to go up some steps right now. Yeah. We're going to think about the rooftop in a minute once you conquered the first level. Yeah. Because the thing about it, if you're trying to reach the rooftop and get into the first step was hard, you're going to give up. Like, you know what? I'm just going to sit on this first step and I'm not going to even continue to climb. I can't even imagine myself getting to the rooftop. But if you only got 10 more steps left, then you can say, you know what? I conquered this step. I can go to the next step, then the next step. And here I am at the first level. Of course I can get to the rooftop. Yeah. You know what I mean? All right. That's not about the sugar. Man, the plant-based. Plant-based, you have to stick with what you know. Yes. Stick with what you know. Nobody told you to go get a tofu, terion, eggplant, um, <laughs> bok choy. You know what I mean? You, yeah. you, don't, you don't even know what that is. Yes. Like if you ate spaghetti, you know... Eat spaghetti meatless. Start there. Of course, add to start adding stuff, but starting eliminating stuff. Like do this kind of simultaneously. What am I eliminating? What am I? But don't go too far from what you know. The very first meal that I had when I decided to be vegetarian was an eggplant fried <laughs> sandwich with real cheese on it. That was my very first meal. And then I was like, oh, this is so good. Wasn't that healthy, but it was so close to my Wendy sound with the cheese with the onions and then I was like okay then I started eliminate okay this needs to be more healthy yeah um but and I'm not saying fry it don't fry it right. but what I'm saying is create meals that's close to what you know that's yeah. what I'm saying if you know you like a, a nice 
salad with a bunch of cheese and croutons and that. make a salad but just take that all that cheese off and don't put the meat on there you know replace it with something else like we you know don't go too far from what you know yet mm -hmm. and then naturally once you start changing your palate and start familiarizing yourself with restaurants and things like that it's going to become easier and easier every day. It wasn't, was it challenging for you to become plant-based? No, because mine was gradual though. Yeah, I think it was gradual for me too. Like I started yeah. vegetarian, then I became vegan. Yeah. Because I, I, I honestly didn't, um, didn't see myself giving up cheese. But like a going back to the knowledge, I was like, oh, my fiber, it, it'll help. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Let me read about, okay, she, right. This is inflammatory, fibrous thrive on dairy, um, dairy and yes. animal products so th the knowledge took me to that so it, knowledge is so important the plan is so important and knowing where you start is not where you end up I think when we struggle in the beginning mm -hmm. we think that's where we're gonna stay that's not where you're gonna stay exactly you know just like when I was a personal trainer we would do three sets. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, this is the first set. This is the second set. The first set, they would fumble. How you do that? Body all awkward. Had to reposition them. By the time I got to the third set with that person, I didn't have to assist them. I didn't have to physically assist them or anything like that. They knew the body mechanics. They knew, you know, okay, I got to do 10 of these, like she said. They knew to hold their body this certain way. I didn't have to course correct the way I did from the first set because you begin to learn on your own and it's not so awkward. It's not so hard. So you, But you have to stay determined and not have cheat days cheat days just reset you back to addiction it resets you back to yep. believing that because when, when people say cheat days mm -hmm. it to me it sounds like reward days rewarding yourself with addiction rewarding yep. yourself with things that put you in the position you were in the beginning yep is that's not a reward nope it's a setback we have to rethink we have to change our mindset cheat is not supposed to be going to the same like a cheat day for me may be eating takeout very close to what i uh, you know automatically but i'm spending money i'm not going to say i can eat a donut filled with sugar on my cheat day because it's not a reward no you know reward yourself with something like a, a outing or something like that we we just have to change the way we think yeah, don't reward, stop looking at food as rewards yeah don't reward yourself yeah like maybe not even use uh, food as a, a, a reward or whatever. Exactly. But, um, yeah, I think a lot of people stay addicted to stuff because, oh, it's my cousin's birthday. I got to, you know, I got to eat cake. No, you don't. No. You know, stick to the plan. Stick to the course. Um, you know, stick to your goals. And then the longer you stay diligent, the longer you stay determined, the easier it becomes and the harder it, it becomes. To be who you were before. 100%. What do you want to add? Yeah. No, no. That was a good answer. That was a real good answer. Speaking of taking it one floor at the time, um, you see um, when Will Smith, Will Smith was like publicly losing weight and stuff because he was overweight. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, you know, the tallest building in the world is in Dubai. And so he, you know, of course, chronicled his, his journey and everything and did videos and stuff. And so he um, went to Dubai and to the tallest building in the world, Burj Khalifa, and um, climbed the steps, him and his trainer. Mm -hmm. 160 floors. Took him, I think, a little over 40 minutes. And so what he didn't realize is that is 
Daytona basically is 160 floors to the top, but the 160 floors is not to the top of the building. It's just how far the steps went. Uh-huh. If you wanted to get to the top top of the Burj Khalifa, you had to then literally climb a ladder to the top of the building. So he said uh, literally on top of the world. And you have afraid of heights? You know, I, I don't have afraid of heights. I have afraid of, I'm afraid of no railings or support. You remember he how? He wasn't we, outside. He was climbing to the top indoors. Oh, okay. So he, of course, had a harness on one, but it, he was enclosed. Oh, okay. But when he got to the top and, like, walked up on the roof, he's now outside. Mm -hmm. And he sat on the top of the building dangling his feet. It looks so insane. It just made me think when you say one floor at a time. I mean, I said all that to say, you want to go to Dubai next year? Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you trying to get this 160 floors in or not? Absolutely. Okay, bet. Just put that on the to-do yeah, list. Yeah, on the to-do list. Yeah. Because I think the tallest building who I did the steps, I think was in Italy. <laughs> they ain't even trying to help nobody. Oh, like, no, no. <laughs> I thought you had answers to We gave y'all enough information. What we going next year no, to buy? this is okay. about us now. We about to plan our vacation. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, you, you did that good, you know. Uh, <laughs> I said all that to say. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Get your, get your, get your gear together. We go into the to the. Oh, uh, one thing I forgot to add because that just made me think of it. When you go through those struggle, this is how I used to get through struggle. Because I'm not gonna lie, when I for years, even even now, pizza, real pizza, what people would call it, delicious, looks phenomenal. I still fiend for real cheesy pizza. I probably would die if I had a bite, no doubt. <laughs> but mm -hmm. in my mind, it's the most delicious thing. But what would get me through real temptation? Because that's not a real temptation. It just looks good. What real temptation, like, oh, you know, maybe a cookie or a donut or something like that. Yeah. It's thinking about how bad I would feel if I allowed myself to do it. If you've done it and you, you know, you actually ate something and felt so bad, mm. you just got to remind yourself how bad you felt last time. That's exactly how I would get through any challenge. Like, that works for me, too. Yeah, I'm going to feel so bad and look and myself like, I don't want to say failure, but for me, I felt like a failure. For sure. If I do this, it's not worth it. Because that, moment, that momentary satisfaction did not, it was not It was worth. not going to sustain through the moments of disgust. Disgu <laughs> pure disgust. Pure, unadulterated disgust at the being so weak. I forgot what trip we zone when we said uh, we ate some vegan junk food and we said we felt filthy. <laughs> dirty, <laughs> dirty. Dirty. <laughs> Just Man, sleazy. Yeah, yeah. Just like the grease, all of that is just not worth it. Yeah. Um. So let's end on a positive note. We don't yield at everybody. I want to end with a phenomenal. Um. What you? What you? Mean? It makes me uncomfortable. I'm, I'm <laughs> me I'm yelling not at lie. everybody. It's like no, I'm just playing. Listen, y'all should know by now. I am a tough coach. I am. I did not come here for your convenience. I came here for your results. So if you want somebody who's gonna baby you and tell you you can. You know, eat just half a sleeve of cookies instead of a whole sleeve for the next six months to feel better about yourself, then do that. But this ain't the community for you. Listen, now, Jay, what I was saying was. Don't look at me. I'm just going to look up. I knew. I would have been in a better mood if I had had hot tea. Anyway. You did. You let it sit too long. <laughs> no, I didn't. You gave me lukewarm tea. But listen, I want to end on a high note. I want you to hear this testimonial, Jay, because it's super dope. Um, just speaking to the value of being in community and showing up on a regular basis. So this testimonial comes from a woman named Iris. She um, comes to our first Saturday classes here at the Black Health Academy. 
our first Saturday classes, guys, are every first Saturday of the month. Um, it's called Get Planted, an introduction to a whole food plant-based lifestyle. Um, I lecture on a different topic every month. So the month of March was hypertension and high cholesterol. And Iris decided to share a testimonial from just coming to our first Saturday classes. So Iris has never paid to be in front of the table. She's never been a, a client of ours personally. Iris has not forked over a dime. All she's done is lean into what we offer here at the Black Health Academy. And so I want to share um, with you guys her testimonial. So let me play it here. Lisa, I just, I, I just want to thank you uh, for the people that you've trained that mentor me, like my sister that's over here next to me. Uh, um, that doesn't want to be on the screen. Uh, but anyway, um, I was taking off four medications. Uh, the last time I saw my cardiologist was, was last month. And, you know, that that's a triumph for me because I know this medicine is not doing me any good. It, it You know, I was in very bad shape in 19. I, I had two femoral arteries that were only had 15% blood flow to my legs. Uh, congestive heart failure, whole bunch of uh, issues, and and had been on a diet of sugar, salt, and oil most of my ninety percent of my life, and uh, just this has made such a tremendous change in my life, in how I feel, in my health, and it's dem And I wanted to just share this because when you're new to the thing and you start talking about no meat. Uh, you know, I was looking around the room all crazy when you said that, and then, then, then you started to, when you got on sugar. I was like, oh my God! And then, then uh, salt and oil, and I say, yeah, that salt is bad because my legs was ballooning up like, 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 like a helium balloon or something, you know. And, and, but I'm just trying to say that this is so good, and you can change so fast. And, yeah, you got to cook 24-7. It seems like I haven't gotten over that shock of that. But um, I'm getting better at it. And sometimes I can and do uh, I do it in, in, I do batches of food so I don't have to cook every day. Uh, maybe I'll just supplement a little here and a little there. You know, I've finally gotten over my salt cravings. I'm getting over my sugar cravings. Uh, when I go places, I take my food with me. Uh, because I used to be embarrassed to bring my food to the party because everybody else was over there eating ribs and stuff, and, and I'm, I'm bringing some potatoes and quinoa and, and apples, and <laughs> I'm bringing me a great big old honey crisp apple or something, you know. So, uh, but it, it's better, no herbs and spices, I'll add that too, because I'm sure somebody's out here uh, uh, trying to do some, some, some alternative medications, and um, that's not beneficial either. Uh, you, you know, so um, I'm just grateful for your classes. I'm grateful. I can't wait till I graduate to the point where I can get my uh, farm to table in and everything. And, and it didn't take forever. You know, I've only been in this class for, what, a minute, you know. And and, and I just gotten so much. And, and I love coming to the class once a month and just seeing everybody. You know, it's good to know when you're struggling with these things, it's so good to know that you have, have fellows that that, that are uh, uh, doing the same thing and people that are keeping the faith and people that are working toward these goals and things, girl. It is awesome. I just cannot say enough about this class. 
I, I'm trying to get my son on. My son just got told me that he's 480 pounds and 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 uh, just got diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. And uh, he's a truck driver. He sits in that truck all night long, uh, driving around and stuff, and and eating at these places. And and then they come home and have Alfredo and all this other junk processed stuff. And, and uh, you know, I, I. So that's the gist of it. Man, that makes me feel so good. Listen, that makes me feel really good to see all those black faces, to see you know black women and there's no men on the screen but black men and women just taking the reins you know yes. just taking the reins and taking it, it finally is something for us you know what i mean yes. finally yes. it's something that we can i'm i've been so aware mm. since you sent me that uh picture of that black um pregnant woman yeah of the rep i thought i was had a a, a clear like I thought it was on the forefront of my mind how the lack of representation, but it really wasn't. I started really looking at the lack of representation mm. and it, it's really bad. Yeah. It's very bad. And I'm just mm. glad that there's, you know, this the Black Health Academy farm table, you know, for us, by us, where we can feel comfortable because we have our own set of problems, issue, history, you know, yep. trust, doubt. Fears. We. It's just different, and and we can understand each other when we say certain things. And I'm just glad that there's just so much representation, and Thanks. we're getting healthy together. Yep, I agree 100. Um, percent Just want to say congratulations again, Iris. Listen, four medications just from coming to a free monthly nutrition class. Oh yeah, I would say it's out there if you want it. it that's exactly what I'm saying, Jay. Implant yourself in a community and sometimes it ain't got to cost you nothing. Shout out to the Black Health Academy. And what she said is what everybody thinks. When you said no meat, but then when you said no sugar, but then when you said no salt and oil, but look what she was going through. Yeah. You know, she said I had lived on that for 90% of my life. And and Iris, as you saw, you can hear her voice, is an older woman. She's a senior citizen. First lesson, she, ne she never thought it was too late. She showed up. You know what I mean? She, second lesson, she implanted and invested in community. Not money, but time. You know? And, and, and third lesson is she did what was required. I get that you've been eating this way 90% of your life. But if, if the person that I trusted, i.e. the Black Health Academy, told me, that this is the process to get the result. Let me surrender to the process. Mm -hmm. Come on now. Mm -hmm. So four medications. Because you lot. know I don't know the people that show up to first Saturdays. Right. I don't know their personal. They're not in front of me. I don't have their profile. I don't know. I haven't interviewed them. So that just made me like, we doing it. Mm -hmm. We doing it. You know what I'm saying? We doing it. And so I want everybody out there to know that you are empowered to do this. Health is your human right. It's not a privilege, but like any other right, you have to be demanding about your rights. It's your right, but it won't be given to you. You still have to take it. And that's just our culture. I got a fourth thing from her too. Mm. How she allowed, did she say her sister? Mm -hmm. To empower her. She didn't resist and she didn't have resentment. Yeah. She allowed her sister because so many, it's so much pushback when someone's close to you. When that's they good. start getting healthy and they start changing, well, that's you. That's on you. That you want to give up me, but she allowed. She saw something and she was like, you know what? I want. I want that, and didn't try to conceal it, and and took her advice, followed her lead, and got it. Got her to a place where she needed to be, and eventually changed her whole entire life. Facts. 
facts. Yeah. So a lot to take away from Iris's story. And, you know, thank you again, Iris, for sharing, for speaking up. Who's, who's like, let me be a testimonial for those in the room who think it's too late. Mm -hmm. So super dope. That's all we got for y'all today. Listen, do me a huge favor and go to the blackhealthacademy.com. You want to apply for Farm to Table if you know you need to be in an ecosystem with a high level of accountability with individuals who are on the same journey with you and you want to follow a proven process. What I'm teaching in the curriculum um, that I'm teaching you and taking you through is not theory. You're not a guinea pig. It has been proven through hundreds of students to work. So come get this health at theblackhealthacademy.com. And if you are a health professional who sees the value in integrating this content into your current business or practice, then you want to come get certified by me in the other 23 plant-based nutrition and coaching certification. We out here, Jay. Until next time, be well. And be on your best behavior.